The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus passed through towns and villages, teaching as he went and making his way to Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, will only a few people be saved? He answered them, strive to enter through the narrow gate. For many, I tell you, will attempt to enter, but will not be strong enough. After the master of the house has arisen and locked the door, then you will stand outside knocking and saying, Lord, open the door for us. He will, not, he will say to you in reply, I do not know where you are from. And you will say, we ate and drank in your company and you taught in our streets. Then he will say to you, I do not know where you are from. Depart from me, all you evildoers. And there will be wailing and grinding of teeth when you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, and you yourselves cast out. And people will come from the east and the west, and from the north and the south, and will recline at table in the kingdom of God. For behold, some are last who will be first, and some are first who will be last. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, good evening. Good evening. Friends, our, the readings that our Lord has given us today, in fact, building on all of the readings that we've had during, uh, during Mass this past week, have an important message for us especially in our time and our culture, and a message that has something to do with being uh, aware of our presumptions, being aware that uh, our presumptions can lead us astray sometimes. Because the question before us is, is this. The question is not, what group do you belong to? But what God do you belong to? Not what group do you belong to, but what God do you belong to? This week I attended a retreat day for the board of directors of an organization called Unite Boston, which is a, a group that's trying to foster unity among the different Christian groups in, in the greater Boston area. Um, it's always a thing of joy to meet with a fellow uh, followers of our Lord, especially in a setting where I could actually contribute something as a, as a Roman Catholic, as the, as the Roman Catholic uh, representative there. It brought to mind so much of what's in this week's readings and what it's trying to teach us as I looked around the table and I listened to these friends who are from such different, uh, different communities of, of faith. There were, there were uh, women of faith, there were men of faith, they were black, they were white, they were young, they were old. One of us was anyway. They were Protestant and they were Protestant, mostly Protestant. I was the, I was the Catholic guy there. It was, it was great, uh, a great opportunity. And it, but it called to mind the theme of both Isaiah's words from the Old Testament and Jesus' words from the gospel, that God calls his people from every nation, from every community, from, from every tribe, as uh, one, say, as some translations have it. And to recall that the mission to break God's love into the world 
uh, comes to each of us and it requires a response from each of us. Not as members of this group or, or that group, but as people who are created to be as unique as God himself. As God is not the property of any human nation nor group. And this actually has been the theme of our daily readings all week as we gather to celebrate at, uh, at, at Mass. And where we are in relation to him is the thing that really matters. Not our race, not our ethnicity, not our nationality, not our political party, but where our hearts are in relation to him. Our identity is made up of a lot of different parts, a lot of different parts over, over the years. But the one thing that continues to matter and will always matter is this. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. That's the thing that matters. Everything I am flows from that. Everything I am flows from that. So friends, how is it with your soul today? This is such an important truth for us to encounter in our culture, our cultural setting today, because we have, we have become so good at slicing and uh, slicing and dicing ourselves into so many divisions that it's difficult to see who we are, who God is, what our mission is. And the thing is that when we're not clear about all of those things, we kind of st- we kind of step back and we become our appetites. We become what I want. Everything becomes what I want, what, what I feel. Um, but the gift of the Father's love is given to us to make us whole. It's given to us to make us whole and to bring us together, not to file us away in one category or another. We're part of the church that Jesus uh, founded in order to bring us together, not to separate us. In the readings today, Isaiah speaks God's words to his people to remind them that he's building a kingdom from all nations, not just one. They're going to come from everywhere. And in the gospel, Jesus tells his friends that there are some who seem to be living in fellowship with God because they're in, they're in this group or, or that group, but they're not even though they think they are. Some who are first will be last. So I have to take account of my heart today and every day and come before the Lord and ask for the grace not to have this be my fate because I could fall into that. We're all sinners. I am. I could fall into that if I'm not careful. In my case, in the time that I've been a, a follower of our Lord, you know, I've asked for many things in prayer over the, over the years that I've been a, a, a student of our Lord and a follower of our Lord. But the one thing that's been constant from, from the first moment that I was introduced to the gospel is this. Lord, help my relationship with you be real. Let it be real not an illusion and not the product of something I made up because of my theology or family background or cultural thing, nothing passing. How many times have I prayed, Lord, help me keep, help me keep it real with you. That's a good prayer. Help me keep it real with you. 
Jesus' friends asked him, and I like this. You've, I'm sure you, you've, you've smiled at this before as, as well when it comes up in Scripture. Sometimes Jesus is asked a question, and you, you'll notice that he, he seems to answer a different question. Have you, have you seen that? I, I love when that happens. When somebody asks him one question, he seems to answer another. Here's the example today. Will only a few be saved? What was his answer to that? You enter the narrow gate. Well, yeah, but that's a different question, isn't it? Well, that's the answer to the question they're really asking. Our Lord is so good at that. His answer cuts through all of the noise and the fog of our pride, and he gets at what they're really asking, because what they're really saying is, Lord, are we the only ones who are going to be saved? And his response, you enter through the narrow gate. Be careful for your soul. You pay attention to the condition of your soul. You enter through the narrow gate. Now that narrow gate is the way of Jesus himself. And by the way, this narrow gate that, that Jesus is telling us about is a gate that he's in the process of entering. He's, in, he's on his way to Jerusalem. He's on his way to Jerusalem to make that final sacrifice, that final obedience to his father. So he knows a little bit about what it is to go through that narrow gate. Our Lord spoke the truth when he said, my kingdom is not of this world. This world has its own rules and the way that it runs. But my kingdom is not of this world. My kingdom, the first will be last. The greatest among you will be your servant. Everything's upside down. And the hour is going to come when you look around in your seat, you're going to see that, that in his kingdom, your sisters and brothers are going to come from every race and from every tribe and from every group, all come to worship and serve our Lord because they have spent their lives and their hearts being right with God. So I have to pay attention to my, to my heart. Where is my heart today in relation to our Lord? That's the important thing. Because he will not say to them what he says to, to those who, who are, are, are locked in, into presumption. He's not going to say to them, I don't, I don't know you. That's not for them. That's for his children. So friends, today, tonight, how is it with your soul? 